The house is now open for season four of Merely Roleplayers, where theatrical people play role-playing games. My name's Matt, I'll be setting the scene, and in a minute we'll meet the company of players who'll be bringing the drama. If you're jumping on here at the start of the new season, welcome, and thanks for joining us. Here's the situation. The players and I are all members or associates of Blackshaw Theatre Company, which you can find at blackshawonline.com and we play alternate universe versions of ourselves who are part of an alternate universe version of Blackshaw. We play games based on Simple World by Avery Alder, which is a kind of white-label role-playing game system adapted from Vincent and Maggie Baker's Apocalypse World. So, theatrical people playing role-playing games. Each season of Merely Roleplayers is a self-contained story in a new genre. Last season was a western, and this one's going to be a heist. You get a new episode of the story every other Tuesday with backstage stuff like character set up on the Tuesdays in between. So this first episode is us researching our mark and deciding how we're going to take him down, and next week we'll jump into the action and see how well the plan holds together. This episode wasn't the first thing we recorded for this season, so you will hear the players referencing skills and gadgets and characters from their alternate universe pasts without explanation. The significance of the mysterious Lulu Bagoo will be revealed in just a couple of episodes' time. Finally, this season of Merely Roleplayers comes with a content warning for blood. There's no bloody violence, but blood is mentioned a lot, and one episode does include a description of a blood transfusion, including a mention of needles. I'll flag that episode specifically when it arrives, but if that means you can't join us for this one, we understand, and I hope you'll jump back in for next season. Now, please make sure all your belongings are secure. Merely Roleplayers Season 4 will begin with the company introducing themselves after this from one of our friends in the RPG Casts community. Rashomon, a land where spirits roam and witches rule. Three women are embroiled in a divine plot, and it is up to them to uncover why. Join the adventures of the Broadswords at thebroadswords.com. Okay, uh, I am David. You would have heard me um, potentially... In one of the earlier seasons, season two? Season two, Five Stage Rescue. Uh-huh. Uh, my connection to Blackshaw is that I hate theatre. <laughs> everything to do with it. And uh, my favourite high store convert, I, was like, I haven't really seen very many, but I do quite like The Sixth Sense. <laughs> it's got a big reveal. Good film. Uh, Bruce Willis Who's... is definitely conning that boy, isn't he? Oh, right. <laughs> okay. All the way through. So that's my answer for that one. Sure, sure, interesting. sure, 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 sure. Interesting. Okay. Really thought long enough about that one, didn't you? <laughs> okay, good. Um, <laughs> I'm Ellie. Uh, Welcome who? back. Thank you. Everybody uh, knows Ellie by now, surely. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I, I founded Blackshaw. That's how I'm involved in Blackshaw. And favourite favorite heisty heist? Well, I think my love for heist began with... The BBC TV series Hustle. As it did for so many of us. So good. Oh, that show was so good in its first few seasons. Yes, and I did I did watch all of them, but <laughs> but yes. But so good. 
So good. Okay, so you and you enjoy uh, you and Dave both enjoy like a, a long con confidence game kind of thing. Yeah, like a gr- proper grift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the the then seeing the beautiful like clip show of how it happened <laughs> at the end. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah, and the oh, feeling yeah. the feeling of the mark being hoist by their own petard. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, that boy got what was coming to him in six months. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Taken they, in by his own gullibility. They, they say on Hustle that uh, you can only grift a dishonest mark. That's true. Because it you, you rely on them being greedy in order to succeed. So you can't con an honest man. Yeah. You're gonna be wow. a, a Black Shaw's going to be a Robin Hood outfit. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're, what you're thinking? Oh, that's what I'm wearing right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Chris. Um, this is my first time on Merely Role Players. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. We'll be gentle. Yeah. Um, so my connection to Blackshaw is that Blackshaw are currently, um, well, this, they're currently putting on my play, The Final Adventure of Frankie Fightwell. Uh, that, that is currently in the future. By the time you're <laughs> listening to this, that was in the past. So I hope you enjoyed it. It went really well. Yeah. Rave reviews. Oh my God. In tears. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can see already that you enjoy like the, the twisty chronology of a heist story. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, yes. Um, I think my favourite heist film has to be uh, Inception. I just I enjoyed the whole concept and... I particularly enjoyed the fact that it was all achieved by people asleep in comfy chairs. <laughs> yeah, like the comfiest long-distance aeroplane cabin I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> so if we could pull off something similar today, that would be great. <laughs> I'm going to s- reveal right now that we are going to play in a world where that kind of technolo- dream inception technology does not exist, I'm afraid. Oh. But we can certainly do some like twisty stuff. Well, maybe I'll use my two brains to invent it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and finally. Hello, my name is Josh. This is my first time with Melee Roleplayers. Welcome. Thank you, Matthew, for having me. My connection with Blackshaw is uh, a little while ago now. Worked in a technical capacity, lighting things up. Sometimes making things louder, but mainly lighting things up. (laughs) Being a lighting designer as I was. Um, My... Uh, favourite heist film I was struggling to think on the way here what my favourite one was and I couldn't think of a single one I realised I don't like heist films I like I like escape films okay and I could, sort of like heist right because you're trying to the heist is yourself you're, you know you're not you're trying to conning, get something you're conning the walls so The Rock is your favourite film no I, love I, the rock. I, I was thinking more Toy Story 3 when they escape from the playgroup and I thought about you know getting around the monkey security guard yes. and yeah. firing the grappling hook and doing all the climbing and stuff and then almost escaping sorry spoilers um, so definitely just, a a caper, a caper. if it's not a heist. Something that's not quite such a long con, something that's more of a, 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 I don't know, reactive, we're in trouble, let's get out of here, and how they achieve that. Cool. Uh, so right now, we're going to plan the heist. But uh, what's your favourite heist, Matt? Oh, I'm, a, I'm an old school fan of Ocean's Eleven. Okay, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. Love that. The, the, it blew my mind the first time I saw that movie in the cinema, and the reveal went, spoilers, they're the, they're the SWAT team. Yeah. You think everything's gone wrong and the SWAT team's taken the money and it's all been impounded by the police, but they were the SWAT team all along! Yeah. That's all I want out of this game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, noted. That's kind of reveal. So write down, I am the SWAT team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. 
That's that's fine. That's good. Yeah. And so there's a new one coming out soon. There is. Is there? Yeah. Ladies. Ocean, Ocean's Ladies is not called Ocean's Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Ocean de la Fer. Charlie's Ocean. Charlie. <laughs> Starring Lulu Bagoon. <Pagoon. laughs> Lucy Lewis. This is going to make no sense because this is the first episode. <laughs> You might hear the name Lulu Bagoon again. <laughs> Keep listening. So maybe, maybe given uh, what everybody likes out of their heist media and con media and caper media, we might end up with something that's got, got sort of these long con elements, but also this like uh, against the uh, like getting through all the security systems kind yeah. of caper. I quite like the that issue balance. I've got though is that my real enjoyment comes from thinking it's gone a bit wrong and then seeing the big reveal at the end. <laughs> but if I'm making up, then, then who, who's revealing anything? <laughs> I'm not going to see the big reveal because I am the big reveal. We can be. I th- I hope so. I've uh, the I'm running this game a little bit differently to how I've run previous melee role players. I've planned out a lot less, and I mm-hmm. want us to surprise ourselves. Okay. So there will be opportunities to if you have a stroke of inspiration where you say, "Wouldn't it be amazing if it turned out we were the SWAT team or <laughs> this twist?" Then you maybe you can pull off that. Okay, twist. awesome. That will be the ace up our sleeves, so yes. to speak. Yes. We were the SWAT team, even if, <laughs> even if there is no SWAT no team, SWAT team. <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> so, who'd like to hear about your mark? Me. Yeah. I would first, please. Yes. Whispers to Josh's ear. Let's do it like Chinese whispers. That sounds like the most efficient method of information dissemination. And so good for an audio medium. (laughs) So the first so I'm gonna give you some information for free, which is basically the information you would know about your mark from uh, a cursory Google search and like stuff you learn on the criminal grapevine, which is your mark's name is Gideon Gilchrist. Gideon is super rich, Natch, inherited billionaire. The thing with Gideon is he he wants to be seen as a sophisticate and as a patron of the arts. Uh, And in that vein, he runs, he manages a charity called the Gilchrist Grant, uh, which gives pretty generous donations to uh, creators of art, arts organisations, theatre companies, uh, transmedia sort of organisations... Uh, all any any kinds of uh, art that he he likes. The thing is uh, that it came out in the Panama Papers that he's also a big time tax evader avoider. Whichever one is the one where you use the loopholes, where it's legal. Yeah, mm-hmm. where <clears throat> the law can't touch him, but he is I think not it's avoider. Yeah, I think evading is like the one That's that you really can't do. Okay, so he's a big tax avoider. So uh, he doesn't pay tax into the treasury on his many billions. Boo! And disappointing. You've done a little bit of a, a, a some calculations based on the Panama Papers leaks and discovered that actually, if he paid his tax, even after all of that money was divided up through the various organisations funded through the treasury, uh, he would still be funding the arts more if he paid his tax than he does through his supposedly very generous grants. Hmm. So it's all a front. Mm. So it's it's well, it's less a front, and it's more like he he wants the acclaim of being seen to f- fund artistic mm. endeavor, but he doesn't want it done like the the the, <clears throat> the accepted way. And he's actually been heard uh, off the record to say uh, things along the lines of, 
He likes it this way because it means that the only organisations funded by his money are ones he personally approves of. He doesn't like the idea of some organisation like the Arts Council deciding who get who's worthy of his money. Mm. He wants to be the one to control that. Total egomaniac. Uh, he, he he's got a he's got a thing in in his head about who deserves that support. He has through the grant he's uh, he's commissioned uh, artists and companies to do private uh, performances and showings for him in his obscenely opulent suite in the Shard, which is named Proscenium Fields. Oh, I see what he did there. Yeah, who's aware of uh, Farmer Bro Martin Shkreli? I'm sorry, mm-hmm. did you just have a Did stroke? you see <laughs> a hushed silence across the table? So Martin, you. Martin, Martin Shkreli is a real person um, who uh, owns patents in the pharma world. Uh, the, this is pharmacological, not uh, aura pharma. Uh, not, <laughs> not agricultural. <laughs> yeah. I really thought you were I really, I was like, it's going to be a really good combine harvest. <laughs> 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 they'll give me the key. Martin, Martin Shkreli's recently been put in jail for, uh, oh for various uh, uh, fraud type things um, but uh, the the relevant correspondence between this real person and Gideon Gilchrist is uh, Martin Shkreli paid a ridiculous amount of money to buy uh, the next Wu-Tang Clan album I remember this yeah and the the terms of the agreement are he pays the Wu-Tang Clan this incredible amount of money and he's the only one who's ever allowed to listen to that album mm-hmm. what they have to release mad. it. They yeah. have to release it only to him, and that's the kind of thing that Gideon does. He invites people in to do like these performances or like installations in his suite, but the agreement is they can never show that to anyone else. He owns that art forever. It's a bit weird. It's a bit like our little secret, creepy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it's about he he wants to uh, to have that experience. Mm. He wants it to only. If he's paid for it, he should be the only one that gets to enjoy it. Is his feel powerful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Difficult to talk to other people about it, though. Isn't it? Yeah. You see that performance? Oh, no, of course you did. <laughs> the reviews are out. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> the reviews are out. I stood outside. <laughs> I wasn't allowed in. Uh, so he has, uh, he employs personal security as well. He has a, a security firm that he contracts with for his for his own personal security of his suite and of his person when he goes out. And that's all you know to start with. So I want to get a reaction. I, wh- what I'm hoping is that I've made you hate him enough. Yeah, he sounds horrid. <laughs> Total scumbag. Yeah. Good, 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 good. So you're going to grift this guy. Yeah, we are. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But exactly how you choose to grift him, whether you go after his offshore holdings, <clears throat> whether you nick something of his, whether you try and go in as artists and play some sort of long con is absolutely up to you. How you want to take him down is your choice. Mm, Just go after okay. a tang album. Yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> initial, initial thoughts, it's important that we record an album. Yeah. <laughs> Replace his Wu-Tang album with yeah. an album of me. Yeah. <laughs> I know that we wouldn't gain much out of it, but would, it would really wind him up if we also saw the performances going on in the show and yeah. just kind of appeared to the stage and be like, we saw everything. I mean, it's all glass, isn't it? We could just climb up the side, surely, and then That's true. watch from literal you know, outside. Sucker all the way up the side. <laughs> I mean, not all of us. My muscle like... scores are way down here. I do like the idea of like stealing the concept of the art from him. Mm. It's like, because he's... It's not like we're stealing a piece of art that he owns. 
It's almost like stealing a painting, but it's Ooh, an ethereal. What thing. about if we stole like the script or something, the treatment of the of the work, and released it to the world, and released it to the public? But the thing is that that'd be a pretty short hit because it's just he obviously has these private performances all the time. Mm. So if we just mm. did it once for one show, how much damage is that really going to do? That's true. We could sell it to an amateur dramatics group and see if they want to put it on <laughs> and risk being sued. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's the wrong way of approaching it. I was thinking money-wise, if he's already a legitimate con man in regards to having uh, Panamanian bank accounts, yeah. then we can't touch him in that regard. We can't blackmail him. We can't... You can't no, we can through. steal the money. I was going to say, you true. can't give it to charitable causes. Nice. Like the Blackshaw Arts Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> I just said that up right now. In case you get donations. <laughs> what if we somehow make him think we've got the most exclusive piece of artwork or theatre or mm. you know something you know that's worth easily ten or a hundred times more than he's paid for his previous most expensive thing uh, mm-hmm. so we're robbing and him by him paying us yes yeah, basically yeah, yeah. we're forcing him to rob us maybe. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be something mm. that he is really quite attached to if we find out more information that he loves, for example, the Wu-Tang Clan, or another, uh, <laughs> now that that's in our head, now yeah. that's, that's all I can think about. <laughs> I mean, I'd really like to like literally drain his bank accounts. Mm-hmm. Then maybe the thing to do is to put on a show to distract him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While we drain his bank accounts. With yes. an original soundtrack by the Wu. Yeah. <laughs> so all you know from, uh, from your research about him so far is that he has these offshore holdings that he is using to avoid tax. Yeah. We haven't defined yet exactly how those how his money is sunk yeah. to avoid paying tax. So it could be that it's in a Cayman Islands numbered bank account. Yeah. Or it could be that it's in like art as an investment. It could be so that he owns find, a painting. So we need to find out how, so, where the money is. God, I bet yeah. he's got an underground vault full of like Scrooge paintings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you, and the, the way this is going to work, maybe this is the time to start rolling some dice to get some uh, get some more information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is as I say, I haven't defined a lot more than what I've just told you. Okay. So if you decide that you want to find out some information that's not just a case of you asking me a question and me telling you we get to like collaboratively decide mm. what the answer to that question is okay uh, in, in a way that will create an interesting I, I think story. he keeps all his money in cash under the mattress <laughs> <laughs> behind an unlocked door yeah. in a run down tenement block a mile down the road from Blackshaw <laughs> So, if we've got a sort of, if everybody's kind of on board with the idea that, as Ellie said, that you kind of want to go after his savings, mm-hmm. uh, and that maybe this will involve some sort of performance as well. Uh, Definitely. How about you all roll brains for me, and we'll start to see if we can flesh this out. Okay. So roll two six-sided dice and add your brains <laughs> score. Oh dear. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um... Ellie, what have you got? Nine. And what's your brains? One. So you got ten. Yeah. You get three points to spend. Yes. What'd you get, Dave? I got six altogether because I got a minus one. Ooh. You get. You still get a point. <laughs> <laughs> but so do I. Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> Feeding oh boy. the games master. <laughs> uh, Josh, what do you uh, get? Same. Roll to seven. Minus one for my lack of brains. So Again, six. You get a point. I get a point. Uh, and Chris. Uh, roll to seven plus two. Uh, is nine, so you get two points. 
Nice. Cool. <laughs> so it's up to you folks whether you want to pool your points or whether you want to like each spend your own. Well, I suppose we need to think about what we really need to know. So obviously where the money is mm-hmm. and sort of what form it takes is important. But I think another important thing to be find out is, is what his taste in art actually mm, yeah. is. So if we're offering him something as bait or a distraction, it's not something he hates yeah mm. <laughs> Monet how dare you yeah. <laughs> so obviously investigating him and his interest in the arts mm. um, as well as I guess we could spend some time casing the joint mm. whether yeah. or not that's his private performance space or that's Gilchrist Manor wherever that well I think be. we should definitely in, rather than intel for that put something in place and have one of us on his security team yeah so, so we can spend these points either to find out some more information about uh, about the mark and the situation uh, or you can spend them to set something up that will be uh, already part of the setup when we go into the game yeah. okay that would be good because I was going to say I'd like to investigate the personal security firm mm. that mm. he yeah. yeah that he that he uh, implements that he uses yeah putting something in place we could put somebody into the show that he's having as well that's good yeah, or we could put it in place that we're already lined up to do a show for him. Ah, we could be mm. his next. Yeah, like next we're already on the programme. That is possible. These points are powerful. Mm. Mm. So what is our points total then? Uh, I have three. One. One. And two. I am queen of points! Yeah. <laughs> Ellie can have all of my points. <laughs> so, so Six points. Yeah. No, four. Wait, no. Seven, seven points. Seven points. <laughs> Such math. Queen of points. Yeah. Queen of brains. <laughs> so, points. in that case, should we try and come up with seven things that we want to. Yeah, to like, how does it work? Is it like one point per thing? Or is like some things more expensive to buy than others? Uh, no, each point is a establish a piece of information or yeah. put, okay. a, put a thing one in place. Mm. Yeah. Can we spend one point to know the three digits on the back of his credit card? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, job done then. Can we get his fingerprints? His mother's mainly. Yeah. Um, what? Um, let, let's do the one we definitely need to know. So, what form does his money take? Like, where is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, has anybody got any th- any kind of interesting things that they that they want this to be? I've got some stuff I can contribute. I like the vault of Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> yeah. So I really like that idea because it allows me to to rabbit on about something that really about a, a concept that really gets my goat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is the concept of the freeport. What? So a freeport is a warehouse, usually near an airport, somewhere with like a blurry customs situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, where rich people store the art that they've bought as an investment in crates where nobody can ever see it. Is that for real life? It's from real life. Is that where the art of the covenant is? I was just, <laughs> just thinking. <laughs> I think the art. Of the, yeah, I think it's that warehouse. Yeah. I think the warehouse, the warehouse in, in Lost Ark, is probably a freeport. Sure, but yeah, yeah. People um, they they buy expensive art in order to tie that money up and they put it in a free port because the customs situation and the situation of like what the jurisdiction is of what country you're in right. in that free port mm. is so, they so blurry have to declare it. that they mm. yeah they don't they never have to pay tax i think oh, there's there's a situation where they can pay they end up paying some tax when they sell it on because it comes out of the free port right but it's much less than they would have if they if just they hung it in their yeah, gallery yeah. or something yeah. and it means that all of these Masterpieces that never people buy at auction are never seen by the public. What utter arseholes. That sounds like something Gideon would do. Power to the people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, speaking of Gideon, obviously we need to learn a bit more about him, but I would guess that he's obviously a total egomaniac. 
So it wouldn't surprise me if he's got a vault, probably with statues of himself hidden in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he wouldn't. Uh, he's not. He doesn't seem to be just like a digital man. I think that yeah. he's not just going to be sending his money. Yeah. He's got possessions. Mm. And so I think if we could find where those possessions are, get some yeah. more information about him. So I think if we're going to establish that he's got a free port, mm. then yeah. that's, that's that's a point. His, okay. Yeah. So yeah. somebody's somebody's spent a point one. to establish that his the bulk of his tax free savings are tied up in physical art objects stored mm-hmm. in a free port. So I guess we need to then know what the like where it is and what the security is around it. Yeah. I'm starting to think my gadget should maybe be a pallet truck or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I can dress up as it's the high vis. <laughs> yeah. White House supervisor. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. No actual fault. Yeah. Just you yeah. walking backwards going boop. <laughs> So I think there's there's probably a um, there's a mixture of uh, art that he's bought at auction and also some of the art that he's commissioned mm, in there. Nice. So I like think the it's, statues of him. It's absolutely there. feasible that there would be marble statues of himself. <laughs> in there. So you can have the Burt Reynolds naked on a on a bearskin rug, so oh. painting of himself. Oh. That would be beautiful. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I feel like if we were we would if we were planning this, we would know where that was. So well, we'd need to know. Yeah, that would mm-hmm. potentially be one of our points gone. Yeah, on. On where, where and security. Location, security. I think I'll give you I'll give you a location for free as part of establishing like oh, where okay, where the money is. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. in a free okay. port in which, which airport do you want it to be at? Luton. <laughs> <laughs> Bournemouth. May, What's maybe, Aberdeen yeah. doing? <laughs> is there an airport we're all familiar with? Uh, I've been to Gatwick. I've been to I mean it's not I, been to I don't know airports very well. Um yeah. I mean, it would be convenient for the heist if it was relatively close by to the Shard, presumably. Mm-hmm. So I guess London the closest one so would be London City. City. Yeah. I've been there. That's Me a good too. shout. It was Quite really bad one. when I was there. <laughs> anyway, okay. We'd also be very close to the hub of the Metropolitan Police as well, in case <laughs> they decided to call them. Helicopters might not. SWAT division. <laughs> so City is lots of very rich people taking private flights. It there? is, yeah. yeah. It's mostly yeah. like business flights to Luxembourg and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's absolutely feasible that there'd be a free port there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots of like, like industrial units in that area. So, yes, he has a free port okay. near London City and that's Great. where all his art is. So that's one point gone. Yes. I just wrote Cardiff City, so... <laughs> <laughs> Take the boy out of Cardiff. <laughs> if we use a point... Mm-hmm. Um, not trying to game the system here, but if we use a point to insert somebody into the security of the free port... The point of this part of the game is to game the system. Though. Okay, in that case, Fabulous. Uh, if we uh, insert someone into the security, will that then not tell us exactly. a lot of what yeah. we need to know about the security company, so, their capabilities, shift patterns, etc.? So, like, finding out about the company would be a point, and inserting somebody into the company in cover would also be a point. Okay. Okay. He's not letting you get so, no, no, no. <laughs> three to get somebody. Yeah, I think that is well spent to yeah, have yeah, somebody yeah. that close and to learn about the operation, to learn the other people's names. Yeah. You wouldn't have to. Okay, so lie. someone, someone on the inside. One point for the information. Two yeah. point for getting someone in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're up to four. Okay, so you're so you're spending one to find out about the yeah, security, security okay. first. Yeah. yeah. One to know about their operation, how long they've been going, how many people are assigned to Mr. Gilchrist. Okay, so I won't go into great detail about that now but it is established that you know that stuff when we get into mm-hmm. the game okay. 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 Need, yeah. if you need to know about shift patterns if you need to know when is a good time to slip through you don't need to roll do for that do we need to know there. though like if we need any specific information from the mark in order to gain access like is there like a retina scan and stuff like that I mm. think that would be another point 
I will tell you as part of the uh, learning about the security, uh, he has a head of security who is his personal employee who oversees his security team at both his suite and at the Freeport. Uh, That person's name is Vic Van Hoyt. Nice. But he doesn't pay much tax either. Uh, They're actually a they. Hoyt. Non-binary, they then pronounce for Vic Van Hoyt. Very good. So that is is a a person that is usually close to Gideon himself uh, and is like a, a top level crony so I feel like from what Matt said we probably do need to spend points on knowing whether we need like any biological information or like pin number or something but yeah fingerprint mm. to gain access to the vault because then that's something that we could potentially need to spend points on procuring mm. in advance mm. <laughs> or at least we'd have to bare minimum work it into our plan how we're going to get that however uh, Ms. Pitkin, you are a master hacker, from what I understand. I am. So we might be able to bypass said controls. And I just fonds my way in. <laughs> David can smack all of the scanners. Good point, good point. So maybe we need to learn more about the system. In order to hack it, yeah. Mm. Were you spending a point to put someone on the security team? Yes, yeah, so we spent three points? points so far. Who are you putting on the security team? Josh. Shall I go there? Yeah. Yeah. You're Maximum Wiles, aren't you? I am a wily, Maximum wily fox. Maximum Wiles. That's yeah. <laughs> like your my character name. Yeah. <laughs> Max Wiles. <laughs> okay, so you have you have the necessary accesses. Ooh. Well, like... <laughs> this is awesome. You have, you have the access that a security person would be expected to have. So you can you can patrol the Freeport, have like stop and search power on people coming in and out, that wow. kind of thing. You control like the... Let's say there's airport style mm. security, so mm. you you can be the person on that. On nice. That do I get a, Do I get a uniform? Yes, you have Excellent. a uniform as part of your cover. Don't you go have... too crazy with the strip searches, please. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to be embedded on the team under your real name, or are you going to have a security guard alias? Uh, my security guard alias is going to be Max Wild. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Who's going to employ someone on a security team called Max Wild? Yeah, you sound legit, and like you won't go off off the chain crazy. Max a million Wilds. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. I Couldn't like go with something like Barry. <laughs> Barry Barrison. <laughs> You're saying Josh has those powers that we just talked about, but um, does he actually have access to the like inside? The so he, room he has himself? he has access to the facility. Yeah. But if you want uh, to know how to find and access and potentially remove specific assets from the facility, that would be a new thing. Yeah. So um, should we learn I, about his? Personal tastes in art, or is that a bit redundant? No, we're just going for his art. Yeah, we're not replacing anything. I mean, because um, oh, hold on, weren't we going to have to spend a point to already be on yes. the schedule? Yeah, was that that was something we we're going yeah, to do? Yeah, yeah. So, do, I mean, do we feel we need to do that? Because, well, I guess, uh, maybe that's a question. I mean, how often does he go to the Freeport, or is it do well, guess... do we need to distract him, or does he never go there and it's fine? <laughs> <laughs> don't know yeah well uh, because at least we at least we know if we're putting on a show that he's definitely not at the freeport Mm. like there's no way he could if we've got eyes on him by doing the show then we know he can't also be at the freeport okay that's good and presumably if Vic is also his personal security Mm. then Vic who's head of security will be with him at the show rather Mm. than being at the because if there's anybody yeah, that's going to question the legitimacy of the operation, it's probably going to be Vic Van Hoyt. Mm. So, so we can spend one just to be on on the bill, but yeah. it doesn't matter if we're doing something he likes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bored with this show. I'm going to my free port. <laughs> <laughs> You've made me sad. I'm going to look at some art. <laughs> that's 
sounds like something you might do. Yeah. <laughs> this is not theatre. Yeah. Presumably, whatever proposal we put forward, if we're on the programme, is to his taste. So. Mm, okay, yeah. So, one to be on the programme then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, to book a slot on the mm. Gilchrist Festival. Mm. <laughs> cool. I think as part of that, I will tell you a little bit a bit about his taste for free so that you, we can just establish what you're performing. Or, yeah, or and that might be useful for having conversations with him as well. Yeah, um, he basically doesn't have any. He's oh, right. A complete, uh, he's completely unsophisticated in his taste. He likes things that are sort of uh, superficially cutting edge. Um, oh, yeah, and, okay. and kind of different and, like, not boring and, like, the next big thing, basically. Like, something right. new- newsworthy-ish. And he's a trend-seeker. A la mode, yeah. He's mm. he's very trend-seeking. Um, and uh, exclusivity is the, the other thing that he likes. Of course. He likes the plebs not to be able to see it. He thinks art is good if only rich people can see it, mm. basically. Sounds like a delight. Here's, here's a quick question. If only he can see it, where does Vic Van Hoyt go during the show? It's not necessarily only him. It's it's a private thing for him. It can never be shown or performed anywhere else. He can still invite his like rich cronies. Okay, because oh, that's like a status thing as well. Then. Yeah, very I can show you this piece of art. No one else no is going to see yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, you won't see this anywhere else mm. Mm. until it hits the West End this summer. <laughs> <laughs> so bearing that in mind, you're on the bill. What do you think you've put together for him? Something cutting edge. Something um, not involving Josh. Because Josh is mm. on the team. Oh, I'm, I'm embedded. Can't do your classic naked monologue. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically establishing who who's going to be at the suite and who's going to be at the Freeport. It is. So we probably want to limit are, numbers. Yeah. Are we going to do this all at once, or is it going to be? In well, stages? can we? Does it have to be one of us that's there, or can we farm it out to another company member? You could potentially farm it out. It would mean that, uh, like, I'd like there to be some scenes. Right, okay. So, so at least we should have at least one of us there. Because you could always be there to begin with to make sure it's all operationally mm. sound. I guess what you could do. And then do. jump on the Jubilee line how, or wherever to get to the, to the airport. Yeah. Well, yeah. how about it's me, but I'm. So we were roping someone to perform, mm-hmm. but I'm there under the guise of being, like, the tech person. Yeah. So that way I can be in the tech gear and mm-hmm. actually on comms with you yeah. guys oh. doing the heist so you're doing the and I've actually thing, got right? yeah, nice. the old hacky yeah. hacky yeah. with me as well yeah. so I can hack remotely mm-hmm. that's brilliant that's great I mean yeah. your sound cues might be a little bit sort of <laughs> delayed it might not be the smoothest show I'll put but... it on auto it's fine <laughs> <laughs> I love that because then you can be behind a Mac and as anybody that's seen a sound yeah, board, yeah. anything theatrical it's all alien. it'll just look like I'm calling yeah. cues and, and stuff genius than... mm, perfect and the show is a six-hour soundscape entitled Gideon. <laughs> it could, it could be an installation if that's easier. If you don't want to have to like create a character to do a performance, it can no. Be I think there should be. I think there should be a couple of characters. I love the idea of us roping in like some Blackshaw regulars that just don't really don't know that it's a heist or anything at all. They're all excited. <laughs> it's just like Alex and yeah. Strat doing a like a clowning show because <laughs> they've done that very successfully before. Why have I got in my head the uh, the performance that King John Eel does in uh, Team America, you know, where it's just pictures of him, people dancing around him, and we'll do that for Gideon. Yeah, why not? Oh, it could be, like, okay, it could be, so it's cutting edge, right? But it's like um, conceptual medieval performance mm. where they are playing the parts of the court jester, ah. and we have um, essentially set it up so that Gideon is like the king. Mm. 
and they are, and everyone is in his court. So it's immersive. Yeah, because yeah. he would love that, right? <laughs> and Game of Thrones is very trendy. Yeah, yeah. So it's very Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely paid off Punch Drunk at least once. Yeah, sure. I mean, who hasn't? But um, <laughs> but it could it could be like an immersive thing, and there could be maybe a food element to it as well. Like they've got a feast because that really keeps everyone there. Because we want to really make sure that they don't have a reason to leave. And if we need to get any biometric information from him on the fly... It can be part of the immersive yeah. performance. Mm. Yes, oh, yeah, like um, getting him to like put his hand on something would be really easy. We'll take his apple. We've <laughs> yeah. been taking a uh, used wine goblet away yeah. from him and yeah. having that details. Oh, God, this is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do this show now. That's great. <laughs> Because, yeah, no, you're right. The show should be, like you say, immersive and there should be free-flowing uh, uh, wine and ale. And if we're going for the medieval theme, then, you know, bucks and wenches serving drinks so it keeps sure. the, you know, the pervy but rich But it would be, happy. like, quite conceptual. So, like, they, it could be, like, they're, like, in medieval dress except uh, from the bottom down is all spandex. Nice. <laughs> so it's, like, really weird. Like, you know, in um, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted's uh, excellent, excellent adventure. adventure where they go to the scenes in the future <laughs> it's a bit like that but with, like a bit more medieval stuff just scattered around oh, man I want to plan this show yeah. I don't want to plan this heist at all it sounds like we've got what we wanted which is funding for the yeah. arts cool okay. so that's four points down oh yeah sorry we're playing a game um, yeah good good I'd like to know a, a lot more about him and about his personal circle is he married does he have children does he have close friends who are his business associates so that if we need to disguise ourselves as one of them and kidnap Mm. them and we we can do that yeah i can tell you about two of his uh close inner circle and we can potentially establish more details as part of this as well if we're all happy to spend the point this way yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, Um, Yeah. so other than vic van hoyt uh, other people in whose company gideon is regularly seen uh, a lady named Trish Talbot, who is Gideon's accountant, Ooh. manages his holdings uh, and makes sure that he doesn't pay any tax. So presumably has uh, a, a heavy hand in the running of the Freeport, very interested in what's going on there, um, and just makes sure that like, when he's paying people through the, through the Gil- Gilchrist grant, that like, there's no tax incurred at that point either, and it's always, always above board. So she's often around. She's self-employed, but she, like, he's one of her biggest clients. Um, also, uh, Maxine McQuaid is his nutritionist. Ooh. Gideon's into some diet stuff. Of course he is. He's got one of those like rich people complexes where it's like, I need to enjoy my billions for, for as long as I can. So Does he do weird be, stuff like injecting he... his own wee and stuff like that? <laughs> like like blooded younger men. Like <laughs> maximum healthy is what he's after. Bathes in the blood of puppies. <laughs> so he's a little bit sort of Tom Cruise Scientology sort of feeling. About I mean, it. I don't want us if to get not sued. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tom Cruise seems nice but mad. This guy seems horrible. <laughs> or land mad, yeah. Uh, so th- those are his main close people. Uh, I haven't thought about anything like spouses, children. Does anyone want to establish something there? I mean, we can always write in a kid so that if we need to kidnap them, we can. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, why don't we just find out if he's got a, uh, a dog or a cat that we can take as well. <laughs> I, I kind of get the feeling that he's kind of egomaniacal enough to just think that he's the centre yeah. of the universe. Yes, yeah. I don't think that he would... Um, I think he probably just buys all of his friends. Children. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he would have the um, 
the capacity to to maintain any real personal relationship. No, but I think he could have some like truly exotic pets that he shouldn't have. <laughs> oh yeah, like, he doesn't have a white tiger or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have the yeah. properly. Is there, like a personal menagerie in his suite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah there's like a hippo in his swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's important to them all in. One of those last two white rhinos. One of those swimming pools where like you can that's like above and see through, so you can see people swimming above you. Oh yeah, but it's a hippo. <laughs> but it's just a hippo. <laughs> just swimming around the, like the edges. Of the shard, yeah. Fantasia style. <laughs> uh, I'm going to spend a point here uh, oh, to oh, add a, to add a but. Oh, um, so you you found out some stuff. The but is that uh, also in his inner circle is Lulu Bagoo. <gasps> oh, no, God. Matthew. <laughs> he's oh. he's super close to <laughs> performance artist performance Lulu Bagoo. She's a she's a showgirl. You can just say showgirl. <laughs> Oh no! So it's very possible that you're going to run into her again. <laughs> oh, my Achilles heel! Powerless <laughs> oh, in front of Lulu. It's all right. You should, you're, you should be focused on the Freeport. Hopefully, you won't have to encounter. Hopefully, Lulu. she's not working in the warehouse there. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the artists. She's just yeah. constantly in a crate. <laughs> I'll say as well that um, Gideon's appointments with Maxine, the nutritionist, are very closed doors. Oh. Uh, even Vic Van Hoyt's not allowed in. Mm. Like, whatever treatments he's having are super down on the download. <laughs> <laughs> Secret cool. treatments. So it's probably not just, like, gluten-free. It's <laughs> potentially something more uh, sinister. Mm. She, she does um, design his menus and stuff mm-hmm. as well. Could he be harvesting the blood of Lulu Bagoo? <laughs> I mean, I was, I was wondering if there was some kind of bloodletting happening. <laughs> if he touches Lulu Bagoo, <laughs> I'll blow his whole heist. <laughs> if you want to spend a point to establish that he's into para- parabiosis, which is the thing is that talking what it's about, where you transfer blood oh. from young people, from young no. people to old people. If, you want if to, I want that to be canon, could, yeah, you could you can spend a point to make it. Got, like, you have like harvesting them. Do you know what I mean? They're already mm. lining the walls with mm. tubes. And Stuff. How, how old is Gilbert? Or do we not know? Gilbert. <laughs> Gideon, sorry. I bet he was named Gilbert. He changed it. Gilbert Gilchrist. No, Gilbert Gilchrist is his father. <laughs> yeah. He was kept alive. Isolation. So I think I think Gideon is the is the sort of age at which it is sickening that he's this rich. So maybe like thirty three. Oh, that is sickening. That is. Mm. And and also like totally illogical that he's doing all this weird diet stuff to stay young because that's he's not already young. it's not old. If he's thirty three, does he look twelve? You know, he's got a really creepy, childish face and tiny hands. Yeah. He he's he's got he's got very like smooth skin, but he's very pasty. Mm. Sounds like a vampire to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only thing that I'm thinking now about the whole blood thing is that that might be quite like it's a completely different con, really. But to to be able to sell him this super duper special blood treatment that's really going to make him look super young. It's also a thing that if it was exposed, then mm. it might embarrass him. Yeah, so he'd be unlikely to go to the police. Whereas if we've an- got if- your blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if an anonymous source were to call one of the tabloids with that information, it could destroy him. Provided there was some sort of proof, mm. which you'd need to heist out of him. 
Ooh. I quite like the blood thing as canon. I think we should do it. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> but then I don't know how it works for stealing all his art. We'll do both. <laughs> we steal all his art, smother it in the blood from the uh, blood bank. As and I say, proof. the plan does not need to be watertight at this point. We can yeah. throw anything at it that we think will be cool and interesting okay. and we can okay. fill in the gaps. Well, let's do it because then at least we've got two kind of avenues to go down. Mm-hmm. Blood and art. Or if we're really lucky, we could convince him to not only just pay a huge sum of money for this blood thing, but to actually exchange all of the stuff he's got in his report for it. <clears> if we really convince him it's good enough. And move his accounts to a UK based <laughs> establishment. <laughs> to pay his tax properly. To pay his tax properly. <laughs> So if we're establishing the blood thing, is that six or, or that's five? That's six. That's six. So you've I've one. written blood drinker. I think that's quite what meant. I think it's a bit more medical than that. <laughs> blood bath, I'm oh, God, I thought I'd made this guy, like, hateable enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're like, we need more, we need more. How many, point, how many more points have we got? Well, I've got one left. As, as, a, uh, as a sort of a, a freebie alongside the parabiosis thing, um, he... Gets the blood from his the staff in his uh, restaurant, which he has in his suite. Oh. He has a fully staffed restaurant in the suite, and he doesn't pay his employees enough. But he does take their blood. But he does take their blood. <laughs> what a horrible job! <laughs> Who's taking that job? <laughs> no money, and my blood gets stolen. <laughs> in this economy, mate, zero hours. You you can earn a little bit more if you don't mind giving the boss some blood. God. So does he kind of exclusively employ younger people for that? Presumably he must do it under the guise of something because he doesn't want people to know about his blood treatments. He doesn't. So not. it's like, oh, oh there's blood it, donor. NDAs all the way. Yeah. Non-disclosure Drug testing. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they don't need to know what he's doing with that blood no, afterwards. Just, yeah, they, yeah, they are, because it's it's him, it's the nutritionist and the, the donor. So yeah. because the donors are always from the kitchens, there is, there is plausible deniability that they are closed doors meetings for menu planning. Mm. So the only other suggestion I have for that final point is potentially setting up some kind of appointment with him as like like amazing future new age blood company people I mean I'll come up with a snappier title but (laughs) (laughs) no no I think that's good like a meeting with him potentially and Maxine I guess you can certainly do that yeah yeah you so you would spend the point to have the meeting in the diary Uh, that would mean that I think the I think we'd still end up like rolling for the cover identity yeah so you've got kind of a choice if you want to go this way you can either spend the point to have the appointment in uh, or you can spend the point to have like a watertight background as a, a like blood company okay bloodshaw <laughs> yes <laughs> so whichever one you pick you'll, you'll have established and the the other one you will have to like so if you don't set up the appointment now then you might have to like do some roles to get into his schedule like past yeah. the receptionist or something like that what do we think is more valuable to us at this point I probably the identity i was gonna say is the watertight blood yeah. identity I think um, we'd come up with problems of him being like, how do you know that I do this? That's a good point. Yeah. If we just turn up and be like, hello, we want to give you some blood of the young children. <laughs> well, no, we can say that we're approaching all, all rich, incredibly <laughs> exclusive, yeah. high-ranking, the best of the best uh, with yeah, this. Yeah. And, Pandas, s- yeah. and some people might think it's extreme, but actually it's the latest cutting-edge treatment. Mm-hmm. And of course, we actually know he's totally mm. going to be in for it because it's always sort of a thing that he really does. Sucker. That, that legitimises it as well if we're a pharmaceutical company as opposed yeah. to a blood delivery service. <laughs> <laughs> Vampire you know, to your door. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell, but nudge, nudge, wink, wink, it's definitely got teenage blood in it. Yeah. <laughs> blood arrival, arrival in your blood. Ding dong. <laughs> 
<laughs> knock, okay. knock, knock. Blood man. <laughs> but whoever does that can't be part of the theatre operation and can't be part of the security operation. Well, I'm very good at disguising person. myself. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Not everything has to happen simultaneously. Mm. No. We can we can say that this these things happen like over a period of some days. And disguising yourself can can totally be a thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I could disguise myself as like a man for the tech stuff that I'm doing. With a, just a moustache. No, one of those, <laughs> one of those glasses, moustache, <laughs> comp- nose yeah. combos. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so our last point okay, would go so on being a legitimate blood company. company. Let's come up with a good name. Awesome. Blood ID. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, spending my second point oh. to add a but to your legitimate blood, ident- blood company identity, which is that your legitimate blood company identity is so good that you your an undated with requests. No, no, your your blood your blood company is is like the police are starting to sniff around. Oh, oh no! <laughs> and look, maybe maybe not the police. Maybe like uh, pharmaceutical regulators. Mm. Okay, I can't go back to prison, man. I can't do that. <laughs> so there are. Uh, does anybody want to um, suggest a name for like a nosy regulatory person? That is on your, te- on your te- <laughs> yeah. institution of blood regulators. Uh, so Alan, no <laughs> Alan, no more. Alan, no more. Like he wants yeah. to know more. Yeah. I, li- I like Alan. Alan, Alan, yeah. no more. Yeah, and he's uh, chief operations executive at uh, this <laughs> pharmaceutical. Uh, no, he's he's a regulator. Oh, excuse he's, me. He's a part of the government regulatory body for pharmaceutical companies. Mm. And so it's like, like this off, company off selling com, weird off blood for pharmaceutical. Yeah, he's yeah. like this company selling weird blood to rich people seems a bit fishy. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally my board, Alan. Calm down. <laughs> all right. Uh, so that's all your points. That's all your points spent. All my points spent. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Any other yep. any other bits and pieces you want to firm up before we go into the game? Oh, yeah. What's our plan? <laughs> <laughs> all you need to know at this point is what maybe like the first couple of scenes need to be mm. so okay. like objectives for mm-hmm. the first like the first couple of things that you need to do or find out or get I think we need Josh to find out some more information about how to access the Freeport vault yeah. mm-hmm. and I think we some combination mm. of our team needs to make the first blood company approach great Okay, that basically gives us our first couple of scenes. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I think we're ready to play. How about you? Okay, yeah. yes. I am nervous. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay, yes. All right, check in next week for the first proper story episode where we'll find out how all this starts to go wrong. Yay! <laughs> You've been listening to Merely Role Players. You can look us up wherever you find podcasts, on Twitter at Merely Roleplay and at facebook.com slash Merely Roleplayers. Reviews and kind words are all very much appreciated and we hope you'll join us again for our next episode. <laughs>